My name is Helen Thompson and I'm sitting in my office in the Department of Politics and International Studies in Cambridge. It's the middle of June, exams are over for the year. It's rather quieter than it usually is, except for the chirping birds which I'm sure you'll hear. I'm about to be joined by three of my students who will graduate next week. I have invited Rebecca, Misha and Charles to come to discuss their experience of studying politics and international relations and I hope that hearing what they have made of their experience will encourage you to think about applying to study politics and international relations here either as part of our degree in human social and political sciences or the new history and politics degree. Why don't I let them introduce themselves? So I'm Mish Revesi, we're currently standing over Trinity Bridge, we're just having the punch pass underneath us. I think the thing that I'm probably most proud of doing at Cambridge is setting up uh, a society called King's Politics where we brought together loads of academics and politicians and others to come and speak. We had two events in the King's College Chapel which is stunning and that was just incredible and sort of hosting that and chairing that was just fantastic. My name is Rebecca Volander. I'm standing under Gibbs Arch in King's College. I arrived in Cambridge about three years ago and I remember saying to my dad on the car on the way out, just, I'm not going to fit in here, turn around, I want to go home. But it's funny now, walking around, it does feel like home and it doesn't feel imposing at all. And I'm really going to miss it. So my name is Charles Bonfils Duclos. I am French, a French national. And I moved to the UK a few years ago now, but obviously I went to international school for my entire life. So we are on the Erasmus lawn at Queen's College and it is one of the most central places in Cambridge and yet it is very quiet and very silent, you can't hear anything. And I face Erasmus building which is where I live this year. I do think that Cambridge has taught me many things and one of them is def definitely taking some responsibilities and yeah, I mean it does involve challenging yourself permanently but for the better. Have you been up to Grantchester? Yes, I have actually. I went for a walk the other day. It's so nice. Now they've made their way here, having acquired some coffee along the way, let me start by asking Misha. When you were thinking about applying to university, what made you particularly interested in studying politics and international relations? Firstly, I've grown up as a Jew in East London, going to four very different schools from some not particularly good and some that have been very good and I think politics has had a massive impact on my life and so I've always wanted to understand it and secondly growing up with a sense of what in Judaism we call tikkun olam this idea of having to it being our responsibility to heal the world in some way and I think politics is and I've always believed politics is a means of doing that. And what did you think the academic study of politics was particularly going to give you and was there anything about what you looked like was on offer in Cambridge that said to you I think that will work for me? So I think I was, I've probably got less sceptical of academia as time's gone on so I think at first I thought this is a sort of means to an end that you go to Cambridge and you come out the other end and then I can go off and actually do something real and I think actually spending more time here I've understood the importance of studying it and really getting to know it more than perhaps I did before. Okay. Rebecca, how did your early experiences relate to your desire to study politics and international relations at university? I was really interested in climate change and I did a lot of environmental sort of campaigning when I was younger and I understood in some way that 
that was to do with politics and that it was going to be politics that helped solve climate change. Um, so I kind of wanted to study more about how politics could help to do that and how I could play a role in that. I think after the three years here, I've kind of seen that it's much more complicated than that. And what for you, Rebecca, was it about the Cambridge course that you thought that's something that looks like it's going to be a good experience for me? I really like the fact that you could study a lot of different disciplines in your first year. Um, I was especially interested in anthropology because I hadn't considered studying that before. And so that's why I was interested. Charles, what about your initial desire to study politics? Where did that come from? I do think I agree with Misha in the sense that there was some sense of responsibility that came up quite early on. Not in the sense that I would need to be a politician, but at least understand politics. That's definitely one element. And I do remember as a I mean, as a teenager, being struck by the 2012 French general election and being like, I have to know what's going on. I have to understand what's behind politicians' rationale and what's behind, you know, their decision to act in a certain way. And what was your sense of what the relationship would be between your interest in the, let's call it the real political world, things like the French election in 2012, and what studying it in terms of writing essays about it would be? I think I definitely understood and I definitely got the appeal of intellectual complexity quite early on and the need to, you know, dive into these big historical debates about politics to, you know, shed light on the future and on the present as well, actually. And that's that's something I didn't really know up until I experienced it here in Cambridge, but I think it's something um, that was quite clear in my head instinctively that I would knew would be important for me. Rebecca, you've been here three years now. Time seems to have um, flown by since yeah. you were first sitting in this office a bit less than three years ago. What have you learned about politics and the international political world over the last three years that has surprised you? It's definitely more complicated than I thought it would be. And I think I'm also surprised by how much less sure I am of my own opinion. I was I came here very opinionated, um, very sure that I knew what was right and what was wrong and how it should be. And it was just a matter of trying to get it to be how it should be. Whereas now I feel a lot less sure of my own opinion about everything that's going on, even the EU referendum that's happening at the moment. If you'd asked me three years ago, I would have definitely said I'm definitely for staying in. Whereas now I see that it's a lot more complicated than that. So I just feel a lot less certain about everything that's happening. We were talking about it this morning. And I think that sort of growing scepticism about what we know yeah. is definitely something that I think perhaps Cambridge in particular has emphasised for us. And so anything, whether it's reading the news or whatever, we've just become a lot better, I think, at questioning reading it, it. questioning it and yeah. sort of thinking what's behind it. I think I would agree with this, especially about how receptive we are to arguments now Yeah. when before we were more sure about yeah. what, you know, the right had to yeah, be yeah, yeah. or the wrong had to be. Yeah. And I do think to a certain extent it's actually pretty good mm. to doubt ourselves a bit more because mm. it means you are more aware uh, and more understanding as well. And what do you think it is about the educational experience that you've had here that has given you that sense of understanding that the world is complicated and being more sceptical about arguments from all sides about all kinds of things than, than you used to be? I think part of it is the arguments that we have with other students around sort of college dinner tables like in the first week. Yeah. We would have like massive shouting matches about politics and you quickly realise actually there are people here that can beat you. And so you've got to be really sure that you know what you're talking about. And maybe at school there's a sort of a slightly easier sense of, yeah, it's politics, it's my thing. And suddenly you're here and you're thinking, okay, I've really got to think through what I'm saying before I make it up. I think I agree that composition is harder, definitely. Uh, but on the other hand, I think also the broadness of the course really enables us to dive in very different uh, branches of politics and explore what it can be like. And could you give an example of that? 
Well, I do remember in first year I did psychology, and I was not quite expecting to do psychology, but I just had to because it was the fourth module I had to pick. And I think in a certain way it did enlighten me, you know, as to what politics had to be and how uh, social psychology could impact individuals' actions and how they could translate into political terms. Rebecca, can you think of the one thing that you've read in the entire time that you've been here or had to read that's had the, the biggest impact on you in terms of these kind of questions about the way you think about the world? I don't know if it's the one that's most impacted me, but studying um, Hayek recently was really interesting just because he has a lot of interesting things to say about democracy and about uh, generally about morality, and I found that quite interesting. And I think just generally studying a lot of the older political thinkers, Machiavelli and Hobbes, has just been really interesting. I mean, they're really, they're classics, but I think they are the ones that have most impacted me. And what would you say to someone who's listening to this and would think, I'm not really sure if, if I really want to spend my time thinking about what people in Renaissance Rome or Civil right. War England in the 17th century thought about politics? Why would they yeah. think, why, why is that relevant to understanding? Yeah. The political world in which we live. Yeah, I mean, I definitely would have agreed with them before. I would have just wanted to get on with studying what's happening now. But actually, I think it's so relevant. Even someone, Machiavelli can tell us so much about international relations. And I think even someone who wrote maybe just under a century ago, maybe, um, someone like Schmidt can tell us a lot about what's going on with democracy today and about liberalism as well. Um, so I think it is important to study these thinkers. Obviously, you have to recognise they're writing in a different context. But I think a lot of it is still relevant. Yeah, I think it's a good question. I think certainly at the beginning, like we, we were asked in our very first essay to read Hobbes. And I should say that Hobbes wrote a book called Leviathan that he published just as the English Civil War was coming to an end, and it's written in Old English. Yeah. I should say the students only have to read the first two parts of it rather than all four parts of it, but it's a, it's a pretty tough ask, or it appears anyway in the first instance a pretty tough ask for their first week in Cambridge. And so this was literally the first, I think it was the first book I'd had, ever had to read cover to cover um, for any essay ever. And I got it hopelessly wrong. And I think at that point I thought, what are we doing reading that? But actually having been through it for three years, uh, it does now feel like it was worthwhile and I do still use it and I do still think about it when reading about politics now. I think something that really matters to me is that it is more than, you know, figuring out what you know people in the past said. I do think it's also a necessary effort that we have to make if we want to get it right. And I have this uh, quote from Bernard Williams that comes up to mind for some reason. And he talks about historical consciousness. And I think it is very much this, you know, we have to understand what's happened in the past if we have any hope to make sense of the future. Um, And I do think that this is something we have to go through in order to be more enlightened. So it's interesting what Charles just said, that it's important in politics to understand the past, to understand the present and where the future um, may be going, because... At the moment in in politics, we offer students a chance to come and study here or to study politics, international relations here under a degree called human, social and political sciences. So when Charles, Rebecca and Misha have been talking about what they were doing in the first year and about the broad choice there, that's because they have been able to do other subjects like social anthropology, sociology and psychology as some of their first year courses. For the first time for the students entering Cambridge in 2017, so those applying in this next round, then we will be offering a second degree, and that is a degree in history and politics. It is with history and modern languages, the first joint degrees that Cambridge will be offering in its 800-year history. So, Misha, if you'd been given the choice between studying politics in these two different kinds of ways when you were applying, what would you have wanted to do then? Yeah, I think I'd probably have applied for history and politics. I think up from Sunday I'm training to be a history teacher. And so I I love history. I think it's a really interesting way of approaching politics and combining the two. 
I've tried to take as many history modules as possible. Um, and so, yeah, I probably have chosen to do that, that joint course. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what it turns out to be like. I'm not so sure. I mean, I think history is really important as well, but I love the fact that this course allows you to do so many different disciplines. And I don't think we could have necessarily understood some of the arguments about being really sceptical of different kinds of moralities and how different cultures have different ways of viewing the world if we hadn't had the chance to study something like social anthropology. I think every time I think about how we need to question the fact we're saying this is the good, this is right, we actually need to think about, okay, well, this society says something different. This society definitely has a different way of looking at how we treat women, how we treat sex, how we treat food. It's just so interesting to kind of study the world in that way alongside politics. And I think you are going to be missing something if you don't have that opportunity as well. Well, I think I'm conflicted, insofar as I do very much value the diversity of HSPS, but on the other hand, I am truly fascinated by political theory, Um, so I'm not quite sure, you know, what I would do if I were to apply to Cambridge this year. I mean, I do definitely think that, you know, political theory has been what I've been enjoying the most over the past three years, and again, as I said before, this need for historical consciousness. And that has been very important for me to shape my approach and my understanding of politics over the past three years. But on the other hand, I am very aware that if you don't have this ability to understand other branches of politics, you know, not even talking about social anthropology for now, but just what international relations can be, for instance, or conflict and peace building, or, you know, I mean, there are many, many case studies that we do that really, truly help you to understand better what politics is about. So I do think it is very much about the combination of both, Mm -hmm. as opposed to selecting one over the other. I should just say, I wouldn't want anyone to come away with the impression that it will not be possible to study international relations in the new history and politics degree. It's just that history and politics and international relations is a bit of a mouthful, hence why the degree is going to be called history and politics. (laughs) If I could ask one final question of you all, what would you tell your 17-year-old self now about the experience of applying to university in general and Cambridge in particular? I'd say go for it. I'd say have the confidence and just do it. I think even if you don't get in, it's worth applying for and the chance that you do is just a huge, huge opportunity. Um, And I've loved it. And I think I would encourage my 17-year-old self to sort of pursue something that I've really enjoyed, uh, something that I'm really interested in and this chance that you'll never really get again. What about you, Rebecca? I'd say, yeah, definitely go for it. And also if you do get in definitely enjoy reading the primary text I know it's a very specific thing to say but I think that you get this fantastic opportunity when you're here to have three years to study something you're completely fascinated by and like as we're about to graduate I'm really going to miss that my day is to basically sit down and read Hobbes or my day is to go to a supervision and debate what Machiavelli said I just think it's it's been an amazing three years and I would yeah I'd say go for it and enjoy it I think I'm going to miss that very much too But, I mean, my take on this would very much be trust your instinct. Um, I wasn't entirely sure what Cambridge was about. I do think I have a clearer idea now, um, although it is still not very crystal clear. But I do I do think it is, it is very much about trusting what you think is right at the right time and also embracing this complexity and this ability to, you know, break down very heavy theoretical concepts and not be afraid to do that. Thank you to Rebecca, Charles and Misha for talking to us so frankly about their time here. If you are interested in studying politics and international relations at Cambridge, Google Cambridge Polis and touch the Outreach or Study at Polis tab and we'd be delighted to hear from you. Uh, How do I feel about leaving Cambridge? 
It's tough. Cambridge is tough. I think it's, it is a lot of work and it's a very particular type of work which I don't think everyone's particularly used to. So it is, it is a challenge. I think what I'm going to miss most actually is just sitting around having dinner with my friends. We all do different subjects and so we can have conversations sort of comparing what we've studied that day and everyone will have something different to add. I will miss parts of it hugely. I think the living in a college with your friends, everyone really nearby is incredible and an opportunity that very few people get for three years. But I'm also looking forward to leaving. I think it's equipped me with what I want to now go and do in the real world. So I think one of my fondest memories was being at Pizza Express with people I was living with. We had a couple of people doing natural sciences, a philosopher, someone doing music, a couple of politics students, and we also had a historian. And we were all just kind of debating sort of like the different senses and science and space. And it was just such an interesting conversation. And it's just kind of, I'm going to miss that level of kind of academic conversation with people that you're just best friends with. I think that's the thing I'm going to miss most. Mm, so what would I miss the most about Cambridge? I think it's a tough question because part of the answer is that the lessons you learn here in Cambridge you take away with you for your entire life. But I do think that what I will miss the most though is being intellectually challenged in the way I was here.